wonderful show is keeping up with the Joneses. AJ Jones. <laughs> yes. Christmas is coming and I'm as excited as a barrel of monkeys. Woohoo. I don't actually know how excited monkeys would be. In a barrel? I think if you rammed a bunch of monkeys in a barrel, <laughs> they'd get pretty excited slash aggravated. All right. Well, I'm certainly not the aggravated, agitated end of that spectrum, but I am very excited. That's very good, darling. I'm not sure why you're excited. You already have your Christmas present. No. Well, uh, yes. Yes and yes. But I'm believing in God that I'm going to get more Christmas presents than the <laughs> one you already bought me. Well, I am excited not only about Christmas, but about seeing Star Wars in three days. Come on. Yeah. And you've done quite a good job of avoiding everybody trying to tell you about Star Wars. I have. I just cut them off mid-sentence if they say anything about it. And then, you know, on Instagram or whatever, I just flick past them very quickly. I noticed this morning at church, somebody tried to talk to you about Star Wars and you punched them in the windpipe. Yeah, well, I mean, I had no choice. They kept going on and on. You just pretend the Holy Spirit fell on them. <laughs> more, Lord, more. <laughs> Jab. Um, am I right in thinking that our Christmas shopping is pretty much done? It is mostly done, yeah. I still have a few things, but mostly done. Can Amazon take care of it? No. Why? Um, because, because they can't. Oh, okay. I could explain it to you when we're not being recorded. Oh. Because it's local things I need to get. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. well. That's... Shop local. Okay, very good. Shop local as if. <laughs> 90% of our Christmas shopping. Is Amazon. Is Amazon. <laughs> Let's run this week. Monday and Tuesday, we had the last day of school for 2015. That was sad. I know. Well, it wasn't sad. It was well, awesome. No, it was great. You, We had a very special guest in second year at the mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. What Do you want me to say it? Amy Black. Oh, I was going to say Luther Vandross. <laughs> we didn't actually have Luther Vandross, but we did have Amy Black. And Amy Black, this has got to be weird for a parent to be introduced by their child's name. But many of you be familiar with our friend Krista Black. Yeah. She's, I mean, Krista's so talented in so many different areas. Yes. She's a prolific songwriter. She's an author, a blogger. Speaker. Oh, she's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, it was her mum that was coming in to teach on the school, Amy. Yeah. I did have a thought, though, and I mentioned it to Amy. I said... Is it amazing to watch your kid doing what they're obviously created to do? Right. And she was like, oh, it's the best thing ever. I think I'm going to be really excited to be known as Tia's dad. Yeah. Or MJ's dad. Yeah. Or Abby's dad. Yeah. I just I said all three kids in case they grow up and listen to this. And be like, well, you're not going to be excited to be my dad? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And what was Amy teaching on? She was teaching on heart sync. And what is heart sync? Heart sync is, uh, it's another inner healing method. Okay. You know, like there's RTF or SOS or whatever. It's completely different, however, um, and quite amazing. I think the I loved the teaching. The most fun part for me was uh, watching a couple of people get a heart sync and sort of get an idea of, oh, that's what it looks like. You know, I've had one. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I loved it, but I'm just sort of like, oh, they're, you know, it's different. It's it's really cool because you really flow with the Holy Spirit. And it's the one week I wished I could have been in to listen to because I was really excited about the revelation, the teaching. Yeah. I got the notes, but it's, that's not the same. No. And I couldn't be in on the teaching because I was doing teaching in first year on honor. Yes. Which we had a riot with the students. It's fun that they're learning honor and boundaries before they go home for Christmas. 
It's really good. And they've learned how to make their honor into a wrap so they can wrap over their parents when they get home. Are you on drugs? I'm right just now? kidding. Are you? <laughs> Wednesday was our three-year-old's Christmas recital. Oh, it's so cute. I didn't see much of it. No, because you're on the back and your <laughs> iPhone. It's because I literally can't stand being around that many small children who are that uncoordinated, who are not singing the song. I mean, let's face it, they're not singing the songs. They're mouthing <laughs> awkwardly to really poorly sung carols. Now, darling. And I'm in distress, so I sat at the back. And Some of the children are actually singing the songs. It's just that none of ours ever had. <laughs> so no matter which child it has been, when we go to the preschool um, singing thing, they never sing. No, I just make sure that they see me on the way in. Because uh-huh. they're never going to be able to see me pick me out with the crowd anyway. Then I go to the back. That church has got progressively better cellular service over the years, so I can thank God for that. <laughs> I catch up on email. Yeah. And when it's over, I greet them enthusiastically, and then we go home. So that was Wednesday. But MJ looks so cute because he was dressed up like a Christmas tree. It was a Christmas tree. I was wondering what it was. I thought he was a leprechaun. What? I was like, <laughs> no, hey, there was no. no somewhere over the rainbow songs or anything like that. They it were was all called like, A Tale of Three Trees. Ah, he I was see. A Christmas tree. Missed it completely. Yeah, he was so cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday was a normal work day, lots of meetings. But Thursday mm-hmm. night, we got to go. I was going to say one of your favorite restaurants, but I don't think it's one of your favorite restaurants. No, but I like it. It's one you went to before, the Happy mm-hmm. Octopus. Mm-hmm. No, the Little Octopus. The I, Happy Octopus. <laughs> I think the Happy Octopus is a great name for a restaurant. Well, um, there you go. There yeah. it is, folks, if you ever want to start a restaurant. We went to East Nashville, which is always good for my self-esteem. <laughs> what do you mean? Because <laughs> I go there and I realize, oh, any semblance that I was either hip or fashionable. No, it just, it course corrects <laughs> it's that. It's just like, don't be, why were you so foolish to even think that? I'm pretty sure people were looking at us like, how did they let them in? Yeah, they're like, who let them into East Nashville? Who let the squares in? <laughs> but we had a great time. We really enjoyed that and our company was amazing. I think I got let in because I was wearing my cape from Emily that Emily made for me. And so I looked just hip enough mm-hmm. to make it into the restaurant. And what about me? I think they just let you in because you were with the three of us. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're actually probably not far <laughs> off the truth. <laughs> and then Friday was funny because in the morning I was budgeting and preparing for a meeting with our accountant. I am trying to be so organized for this upcoming tax year. You go, baby. I know. I was really impressed with that. So I spent the morning being nerdy and in Excel and lots of numbers and accounts. And then... Friday night started our kickoff to fake Christmas. Yes. We had fake Christmas Eve on Friday night and fake Christmas Day on Saturday. Yes. And it (laughs) was a pretty good dry run for Christmas Day. It was good. Yeah. I have some ideas of things to do and not to do. Let's not do roast lamb again. No. That that wasn't good. No, I I need to find a better recipe. And the potatoes. What happened to the potatoes? I... I don't know. I saw real potatoes go into the pot, but what came out was was was, dodgy. Well, it's kind of like wallpaper paste. It really was, Mm -hmm. but I'm used to making my mashed potatoes with cauliflower. (laughs) (laughs) So I have forgotten how to make them with real potatoes. I don't think that was the issue. I honestly, I'm at a loss. I don't know whether I needed more or less butter, more or less almond milk. (laughs) Maybe no almond milk and real milk. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
They certainly didn't taste out on me. You redeemed yourself, though, because tonight's dinner was amazing. Thank you. It was absolutely spectacular. It really was. Yeah, it was amazing. And so fake Christmas was awesome. We got some fake Christmas presents. Our friends, Cindy. They were real Christmas presents. Oh, yeah, they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they were fake Christmas presents. Right. They were real presents given on fake Christmas. Yes. Our friend Cindy, who we wanted to celebrate Christmas with this year, chose her family. I don't know what that's I know, that's shocking, isn't it? And sometimes she's working. So anyway, we had a fake Christmas celebration and it was awesome. And it's a good job being friends with a high gift giver because she gives some pretty amazing gifts. Yes. she's She pays attention. Oh, she's like a secret agent. And she gives great gifts. Yeah. And I got a Rosalina Amiibo. You did. <laughs> Which is probably (laughs) a very small population of our listeners who know what that is and or care. But it's a super rare Nintendo figurine, I guess, that's really, really rare. You can't get anywhere. And Cindy tracked one down and got one for me. (laughs) Darling. Yeah. You collect figurines. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. (laughs) Baby, you you know, my sensitive side begins to come out and you just squash it. Uh, yeah. Look at them all, though. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. <laughs> See, this is the abuse I suffer. Yeah. It must be really hard for you. Did anything special happen for you on Saturday, babe, on fake Christmas? Did yeah. fake Santa do anything nice for you? Fake Santa bought me a real bike. Oh, that's nice. I didn't even know you were into biking. Well, I think because when we went to go and pick up your bike last week, mm-hmm. I wasn't into biking. I used to love biking when I was a kid, but I haven't biked in Because you were in like the Toronto arm of the Hells Angels, weren't you? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for children. Um, So I tried a couple bikes when we went in to get you fitted for yours. And then I've just thought about them every day since then. And so um, Cindy wanted to look at bikes. So I took Cindy into the bike store but you were very sneaky. Meanwhile, I called ahead and pre-purchased your bike. Yes. And the salesperson was in on it. So they came in and just helped you. And then you, when they you were leaving. It, well, yeah, let me tell. It, it, they played it super cool. He didn't say anything about it. When Cindy was riding around on her a bike, almost colliding with Mercedes and things like that. Not joking. Um, he said, you know, are you getting a bike? And I said, well, you know, hopefully soon. You know, and... He was like, oh, great, you know, didn't say anything. And then I went to buy a little bell for Abby's stocking, you know, to put on her bike. Oh, right. And so I said to him, hey, can I just pay for this bell then before we go? And he said, you can pay for it right after you get sized for your bike. And I was like, oh, no, I'm, I didn't, you know, I don't have a bike. And he said, yep, it's been paid for and you're going to get sized for it. And then you promptly burst into tears? I did. I started bawling in the bike store. That is the goal of fake Christmas people. Yeah. And so you've been out for a bike ride already. You've clocked a couple couple of miles. Mm -hmm. Yep. So how many miles did you do today? I think about four. Look at you go. You're amazing. Thanks. So that was our week. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for this week. I'm so excited. Except it's going to rain all week, so we won't be able to ride our bikes. Oh, I know, but real Christmas is coming. Right, real Christmas. I forgot about that. More power tools. (laughs) Pray for me. Our topic this week comes from one of our listeners. Yes. Jill wrote in and said this, Dear Alan and AJ, I just want to say I love listening to your podcast. I look forward to it every Monday and I'm encouraged by your realness. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. You mentioned doing a podcast on rest a couple of weeks ago and I wanted to say I'd love to hear your thoughts on the subject. 
My husband and I have been talking lately about how rest looks different to each of us. I'm trying to figure out what it looks like for me. I remember you talking in one of your early podcasts about how women often have a hard time resting at home because there are always things to do. I have a very hard time ignoring things that need to be done, even though I've had the epiphany that there will always be things to do. I often find myself frustrated because my husband can so easily unplug and absorb himself into a TV show or a video game and not be bothered at all by the things I can see and can't seem to forget. It's not unique to your husband. It's a gift all men share. (laughs) Shocking, isn't it? (laughs) I know you both work like we do, plus you have kids, which we don't yet. So there's only a limited amount of time to cook and keep up with things around the house. I would really love to hear your thoughts on learning to rest and letting things go and or learning to prioritize? That's an excellent question. Yeah, and I think, Jill, you're you're halfway there, really, because you said, you know, you're asking for our thoughts on learning to rest. And the truth is, learning to rest really is a process. Getting, getting to a place where you understand rest is something that is a learned skill, especially in America. I'm, I'm not sure if you're American. I'm assuming that you are. Um, I... Uh, I was playing AJ a video earlier today. I don't know if people in America remember there was an ad that came out by Cadillac. It's a brilliant ad, but it's a horrible ad on so many ways. I'll be really interested to see what non-Americans think of this ad, but let me play it for you now because it sums up some of American culture quite well. Okay. Why do we work so hard? For what? For this? For stuff? Other countries, they work, they stroll home, they stop by the cafe, they take August off. Off. Why aren't you like that? Why aren't we like that? Because we're crazy, driven, hardworking believers, that's why. Those other countries think we're nuts. Whatever. We're the Wright Brothers insane? Bill Gates, Les Paul, Ali. Were we nuts when we pointed to the moon? That's right. We went up there, you know what we got? Bored. So we left. Got a car up there, left the keys in it. Do you know why? Because we're the only ones going back up there, that's why. But I digress. It's pretty simple. You work hard, you create your own luck, and you gotta believe anything is possible. As for all the stuff, that's the upside of only taking two weeks off in August. Nespa? What What do you think of the ad, AJ? <laughs> I think it's kind of obnoxious <laughs> but it's true like there's so much about it that's you well, know it's, it's, it is the mindset of like work harder get more stuff right yes and we're not certainly stuff not advocating seems to be the goal right we're certainly not advocating lots of stuff but it is very commonplace in america that the culture is work 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 compared with other countries america the chart i looked at is the last country <laughs> with most developed countries, for time off. In fact, there's no federal law that mandates paid time off for American employees. Wow, that's shocking. Yeah. When you think about, isn't the UK like four or six weeks to start? Like it's No, I think that's teachers. Like Australians have at least four weeks off plus 10 public holidays. Brazilians have 22 days of paid leave with a 33% salary vacation bonus. And the French have at least five weeks off. Some employees have up to nine weeks off. Wow. In context, Americans are not very good at resting. No. Which is really, really sad. Well, there's no value on it. Right. I've noticed that. Mm -hmm. There's a value on work, work, work. 
Yeah. But not so much on rest, rest, rest. I've noticed that even when we try and take our days off during the week. That like if, what? If what you, do you notice? Well, if we, when we, because we hold to our boundaries of this is our day off to do whatever. Right. It seems like if we're like, well, no, it's our day off, so we're not going to go and do X. It's, it's like a foreign concept. Like, well. No, what are you saying? Like, you, you're saying that you've noticed pushback from other people or yeah. we're trying to take a day off? Yeah. Would it shock you that I have been completely unaware of other people's reactions to my boundary? <laughs> no. <laughs> it would not shock me at all. Here, here's the trouble, and you alluded to this, Jill, is that you can't let the lack of work dictate when you rest because there will always be work. Yep. You, I mean, we've been in the house that we live in now for three years and there are still boxes to unpack. So at any point when we're like, oh, I'm just going to sit down tonight, we could unpack boxes. Actually, forget unpacking boxes. We could actually tidy our house. Yeah, we could. In terms of compromises, the thing that we probably let fall by the way is actually having a tidy house. Yes. At any time you would stop by our house and announce our house is, looks like five, it looks like a frat house. <laughs> it looks like a house that three children live in. Yeah. yeah. With parents who work full time. time. And... I'm okay with that. I think you have a harder time because of that whole diffuse awareness that women have. Yeah. But I at least have grace for it. Like, this is not what we would wish, but it is the reality of our life, and I'm not going to kill myself to have all these things. Well, and we could keep it tidy, but that would be at the expense of our children's time with us. Like, if you have a limited amount of time to right. do things, it's either spend time with the kids and let them play and let them have fun, or have a tidy house. And I think in the long run, when they're older, they're not going to remember whether the house was tidy or not. They're right. going to remember whether they have access to us or not. And that's our story and we're sticking to it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, that is an important point. You have to understand what's valuable to you because you can say yes to anything, but you can't say yes to everything. Right. So we could say yes to having a tidy house, but of all the things, I mean, literally we leave the house uh, like eight o'clock in the morning some days we get back about 6 p.m and then we run back out again for right. a nighttime meeting so our right. our options to do things like you know basic <laughs> domestic chores mm -hmm. fall by the wayside now when we have gas come over you know we just go into hurricane mode and tidy yeah and we're also blessed to have amazing uh babysitters that help tidy and, and all that God, kind of amazing. stuff oh. yeah. And so we have, blessed. we have, and we're blessed to have friends and family who love to just chip in and when they're over at our house for dinner or whatever, they'll straighten sofas and tidy stuff up. So Yeah, or just not care that it's messy. So Jill, I think the notion that you can have everything happen at the same time, at least in our life, is unrealistic. So we just have to pre-decide in advance, what are we okay with not having? Right. What are we saying no to so we can say yes to rest? Right. And in this season of our life... We're saying no to having as spotless a house as we would normally like. Right. I think also, babe, there's, I've realized that there's a difference for me between a puttering type of rest and resting type of rest. Please to explain. Well, and I don't know if this is just a chick thing or what the deal is, but maybe it's the equivalent of you playing a video game to wind down. Yes. Um, my equivalent to that would either be to draw or something on my iPad mm -hmm. that's just totally, you know, mindless coloring things in, that kind of stuff. Right. Or go and, 
you know, get a coffee, walk through the factory or walk to the mall, you know, that kind of stuff and just putter, like just sort of look at things and not talk to anybody, but just right. de-stress by moving around and seeing new things. And how is that different from rest, rest? Well, I don't think that that's proper rest because I, I think I still require rest, but it helps me get to where I can rest. So I could come home from puttering or just chilling out, uh, you know, in public and then actually be able to read or whatever. It helps. It's like the middleman for me getting to rest. So the precursor to rest is puttering for you. Yeah. Whereas the precursor to rest for me is... Like a video game. Well, no, because that's restful for me. Is I think I can just switch off really, really quickly. I think most men can. Well, maybe I'm the only man who's the inside of their head. They know. What? <laughs> You're the only man whose head you know the inside of? <laughs> is that not what I said? <laughs> sure. Let's go with your version. That's much better. Okay. Yes, I think that would be an important step, Jill, is is define what is rest to you and talk to your husband about what is rest for him and resist the temptation of getting mad at him when he's choosing to prioritize rest and you're having a harder time doing so. Yeah, and if you need to get out of the house because everything isn't perfect to be able to rest, then do that. Yeah. Prioritize rest by leaving. (laughs) You know, along with that whole thing of puttering and resting, I guess that whole thing is defining what is rest for you. Somebody much wiser than me once said to me, he said, Alan, it's really, really important because you're a triune being that you work out what's restful to your body, what's restful to your soul, and what's restful to your spirit. So what's restful to my spirit is time alone with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Or soaking. Or- right. Uh, sorry, what's restful for my soul is usually either alone time or quality time with a small group of friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know... and. Throw in video games as well. I'll put that in that bottle. So that's where I would put puttering and creative. Right. Okay. Um, what's restful for my body is actually I feel rested after physically exercising. Yeah, so do I. Or massage. Or napping. Or sexy cuddle time. Or hot baths. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I love that we've learned to do over the years is planning rest. Yeah. It's that whole adage of if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that revelation that self-care is not selfish. Right. That's really helped us plan times of rest. Just like we plan every Sunday night we record a podcast. Right. We also plan days of the week. You know, Friday is our day off. So we talk about, you know, what we're going to do with that that's going to be restful for us. We try and take a night a week where it's off, where there's nobody and it's just us. And then we can unwind. Mm-hmm. And then looking larger than that, you know, we're about to go, tomorrow's my last day at Grace Center until 2016. Woo-hoo. We're off for two weeks. I plan on doing absolutely no work-related stuff at all. Right. We might putter around the house and do some fun things. Sure. Yeah, but that's completely different. I don't plan on doing any Grace Center work at all. I'm just going to switch off. I'm going to be with my kids as much as possible. And that really comes to the last point I want to make, which is, In your life, you have to evaluate, is the pace of your life right now seasonal or is it a lifestyle? Yeah. Like for us, the season of life that we're in is, I can't, I don't think I've ever been busier. No, it's been crazy. Certainly since we moved to Nashville, this has been the craziest, most intense, hard work season that we've been in. 
but I know I can endure it because I know it's a season and I know that I rest tomorrow. Like after tomorrow, boom, I'm resting for two weeks. So kind of like the joy set before me, I've endured this season. Right. If this pace of life was our lifestyle, it would kill us. But I realize, hey, it's a couple of months here, then break, a couple of months there, break. And then we're going to have to make major changes to the daily pace of our life so that we can actually be there for a children's graduation. <laughs> right. But I think what I think what some people do is they don't evaluate is the stress I'm under or is my need for rest a result of the season I'm in or the lifestyle I'm in. If it's the lifestyle you're in, you know, you really need to make that your top priority. Yeah. Or you will if find it will become season, your top priority. Then what do you do to manage your season? Right. Yeah. I think putting little pit stops along the season of fun things to rest would really, really help. Yeah. And then I think also it's recognizing it's not so much about time management, it's about energy management. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, that we'll, our agreement to do social events is largely dependent on how much energy we have, not if we have time available. Right. I have way more time than I have energy. Right. And so it's just, yeah, it's learning what's life to you and learning what ticks. What makes you tick? What makes you tick? <laughs> Look, I'm so busy, I'm just dropping extraneous words. I know, okay? it's so emo of you. Can I read Mark? Sure. I want to read this passage from Mark 6. Sounds good. Mark 6, verse 6. Then Jesus went around, teaching from village to village. Calling the twelve to him, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. So this is him, you know, gathering. They're all super excited. Verse 12, they went out and they preached that people should repent They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. So that's awesome. Verse 30, the apostles come back. They're all super excited. It says this, the apostles gather on Jesus and report to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. So there, in the midst of success of ministry, in the midst of busyness, actually Jesus prioritizes rest over fruitfulness. Right. And so what's crazy is, verse 32, so they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place, but many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. And so this is actually the feeding the 5,000. So then it does this huge miracle. As soon as he's fed everybody, verse 45, it says this, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. And after leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. So both times in that passage, you see him prioritizing rest for his disciples and rest for himself. Both times in the midst of craziness, both times in the midst of busyness, he didn't let the amount of work he had dictate the amount of rest he took. Right. And we need to take a a, a leaf out of Jesus's playbook. That's a sports <laughs> analogy. Uh- page out of his playbook all right okay we need to read the whole book (laughs) i think you know it's funny i i wrote an article a couple of years ago it's on our website if you go to alanandaj.com slash rest it's all about the fact that the primary thing that jesus wants to give us is the one thing we don't actually place a high value on which is rest in verse 29 matthew 11 jesus says this take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And I I mentioned in this article that I think it reveals two reasons why we don't choose rest. The first is we simply haven't learned from Jesus because we don't know what he's really like. Like in, 
And so much of the church is spending so much time striving and trying to earn God's love and favor and all absolutely. that kind of stuff. Because we don't realize that we're loved the way we are, so we can't rest. Right. And so, yeah, it's important that you have a proper revelation of Jesus to enter rest. I remember, I, I see if you remember this, when we had our first child, Abigail, my mom flew over from Scotland for six weeks to stay with us. It was amazing. She did yeah. that with all her grandkids. Just an, an amazing um revelation of who my mom was but i remember when we had our first child we were watching the west wing do you remember that just to keep us sane yeah we'd have a box set of dvds and every time you were uh, breastfeeding we'd put on a dvd and we just watch it because that seemed to be like oh, the baby was either eating or sleeping <laughs> and i remember one night so we're all watching this as a family me you my mom my dad were there and we'd put in the, it'd been a long day. It was about nine o'clock at night. We'd all eaten. We'd done all the dishes. We just sat down on the sofa exhausted. Uh, you had a little bit of window before Abigail would wake up. And we just all plonked down on the sofa. We said, shall we watch it, you know, the West Wing? And we put in a DVD, the title start and up jumps my mum. And I'm like, mum, we're about to watch a movie. And she said, I must redeem the time for the Lord. And I was like, Yep. What are you talking about? So she ironed. So she ironed while watching. Yeah. Because she wanted to... Because <laughs> she wasn't allowed to rest. Yeah. So in one sense, whether you're American, Welsh, European, or just... Carol used to say, we've forgotten we're human beings and we've... Become human doings. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that's the truth. It's not our innate position to rest, which is why Jesus wants to give us it. Right. All right. Two things that might help as we wrap this up. One, the article I just talked about, go to lnaj.com slash rest. It won't take you long to read. And then our boundary teaching will absolutely help you say no so you can say yes to rest. Yes. If you haven't heard it, it is amazing and it's extremely helpful, especially heading into the holidays, but just in life in general. And especially, especially, especially if you're in ministry, mm -hmm. you need to understand boundaries. It will Help you immensely. And you can go download that now and just listen to it immediately. Go to ellenandaj.com slash 82 for this week's show notes. We'll put a link to the boundary teaching in that note. So Jill, I hope that was helpful. I hope that was helpful for everybody else who tuned in to listen to our answer for Jill. We hope you have an amazing Christmas. AJ and I want to ask two things of you at this season of gifts and giving. Number one, if you haven't already, could we ask you to go to iTunes and leave us a review? Not only is it a huge encouragement for us personally, but it helps iTunes notice the audience engagement, which means they can promote the podcast more, which means we can reach more people. Yay! Number two... Uh, would anyone out there be interested in hearing us record this live? Alan was mentioning that we, you know, we record it and then we edit it and then we post it, but there's nothing to stop us from making a raw live feed available. <laughs> the idea terrifies me, but there's nothing to stop us. <laughs> the only thing that would stop us is half our audience will be asleep. Yes. So if... And we don't want to encourage people not to rest. No. So maybe we shouldn't do We it. record <laughs> about 7 p.m., Central Standard Time in America. That means most of Europe is asleep. Yeah. Australia, New Zealand, you're starting your day tomorrow. And everybody in America, you know, if you're up. But we wondered if you would be interested, if there's interest in being able to tune in live and you probably get a different show live than you do edited. I think that would be safe to say. You would uh, hit us up. Just, you know, reach out to us via Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, whatever. And let us know if that's something you would like, and we can easily make that happen. I think that could be quite fun and or quite stressful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and lastly, join us next week 
for the last podcast of 2015, where we're going to do fun things that I'm not allowed to tell you about right now. But for now, we pray that you have a wonderful Christmas filled with joy, peace, and revelation of God's love in Jesus' presence. We hope you have an amazing Christmas, and we will be with you next week. Like AJ said, it's the last podcast of 2015. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God, the things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. Alan and AJ. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, sharing their life experiences. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. They talk about faith in God and everything under the sun. If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone. 